everyone. This is Everything's Relative, the podcast about modern DNA testing. I am your host, Eve Sturgis, wondering how everyone's Labor Day weekend went. We are officially into September. It is the end of summer. I almost said it's officially the end of summer, but I don't really know why we've decided that Labor Day is any end of summer, um, except maybe that school used to start after Labor Day. But anyway, it's the end of summer. Uh, we had a hot, hot weekend here in L.A., so my family escaped to the beach, and we went to my in-laws in the Ventura area, and that was nice to get out of the just sweltering heat over here on the east side of L.A. So we are back kind of into regular fall scheduling um like people's like the la the very last first day of school pictures are getting posted on facebook today i think um and my little guy dallas he he go he he he's been in school this whole time all summer he went to the same school nothing changed but during the summer months they don't have to wear their uniform but today he had to wear what he calls his school clothes again today so he was a little bit bummed but he wouldn't let me take a picture um, but he looked really cute and in his uniform is so funny to see. He's so little, he's not even four, uh, but he, he wears this uniform. And then today he also insisted on wearing a blue bandana wrapped around his head because we've been watching the karate kid and he wanted to look like Daniel. Uh, anyway, that's what's going on over here. Um, my husband, Kalen, who helps produce this podcast, he has a new job, which started today, so he's gone, and I am left here at the house settling into a new routine with Margot Honey, who is six weeks old this week. Tomorrow, she'll be six weeks, um, and I'm trying to figure out what life looks like with her and like relax into maternity leave, but also get back to my life and the things that I was really enjoying doing. So one of those things is this podcast. So uh, I'm happy to be back working on it, meeting people, talking with people. I have some amazing conversations lined up to be coming out this fall. Lots of people have been in touch with me and I've been scheduling stuff for the month of September and October and we'll get it all organized. It's going to be really great. Um, a lot of episodes are going to be branching out in, in subject or in like (laughs) facet of DNA discovery. So not just NPE stories, but I also have gotten in touch with a man who works with genealogists and has lots of things to say about what it's been like to work with people on their family trees and their histories as the DNA thing has evolved. Um, I'm also going to talk with a woman who I'm friends with who is choosing to use a sperm donor uh, to get pregnant. So I want to talk to her about what it's like in this new day and age and listening to uh, my stories about about people that are now adults that were conceived that way and if she's got any thoughts on that. So hopefully um, those are going to be great and, and I'm just hoping to continue to sort of like mix it up for everybody uh, and really looking forward to it. So let's get going for today. Um, the so we're gonna listen to Joy. I um, I know Joy because of um, a really incredible, uh, amazing mom group that I am in. Uh, that it like functions primarily on Facebook in Los Angeles, but it 
we get together all the time and it's um it's it's very small i don't know if you know anything about mom groups but they can be really huge and they can also become incredibly contentious or judgmental spaces um when it comes to things like vaccinations or what kind of formula to use And this mom group has been so wonderful because our goal is to not be like that. And uh, that's part of why we've stayed really small. And it is almost entirely made up of women who are working in the creative sphere. So, you know, which is its own kind of lifestyle. So it's um, it's just been a really great and been a really wonderful part of living here. And it's been it's been a I hate like I sort of hate Facebook and keep considering getting rid of it but then this group comes along and and I meet people like Joy and she told me her DNA story before she knew that I had one and before she even knew I had a podcast um she was just sort of telling the story and I was like oh my god oh my god oh my god so um so she's here we uh she's moved she moved to LA 18 months ago from New York I'm so glad that she moved here um, we have mutual friends. We are moms together. We dance. <laughs> we dance aerobics together at Pony Sweat. Uh, she's a radical tattoo artist. Um, if I'm being totally honest, Joy kind of intimidates me. Uh, she's very, very cool. So I was extra flattered when she said she, of course, would come over and tell me her story. So, uh, so that's what she did. We had some coffee right before Margot Honey was born uh, this past summer. And um, she she has a really beautiful, a beautiful story or, her sto- or, or a beautiful way of talking about it. I really enjoyed it. And I had a fun time with her. Um, and in an, a pretty soon, I was going to say a couple weeks, but I don't actually know what it is. Um, I'm going to go on to her podcast and we're going to talk about ghost stories and paranormal activity. It is called The Residuals. It's coming out next month. So keep an eye out uh, for her podcast. And I'm just going to go ahead and get this story rolling. And um, yeah, yeah, let's go. Let's do it. Welcome back to me, everyone. <laughs> Cool. Yes. So we're rolling. You've got your coffee. Got my coffee. Got your coffee. I Mm -hmm. got my tea. Perfect. So I (laughs) don't know anything, actually. I was like realizing that. (laughs) Only what you put on, only what you've, what you've. There's a lot more background. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know how this all started. I don't know. I was not looking. Okay. For him specifically. Okay. Okay, But wait, (laughs) did you know you were a donor conceived? Yes. Baby. My mom told me when I was 10. Okay. Um, and so my sister, I have three siblings. None mm-hmm. of us have the same dad. Uh-huh. My sister and I are both donor babies. Uh-huh. And my brother is from a subsequent marriage that my okay. mom had. Um, are you the oldest? I am. Okay. Yeah. So she told me, didn't tell my sister. No. <laughs> so that was an interesting dynamic growing up. But I will skip oh. all of the drama. But did because... she say, like, this is a secret, don't tell your sister? Oh, yeah. it was like, I'm telling you this now. Never speak of it again. Oh. And I was like, hi, I'm 10, You're but 10. cool. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, yes, okay, growing up, is, okay. it, was, it was weird. Like, I realized when I got older and started, like, dating and, like, making out with dudes. And I was like, wait a minute. What if one of these people is my half-brother? Oh, you started to think about that. Someone yeah, else like, has brought that up. And it just, like, doesn't even occur to me. So I would, like, ask weird questions like, oh, like, where did your dad go to school for 
college specifically in 1978. <laughs> like, I'm just curious. Yeah, also, yeah. I just, you know, wondering. Music. Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> so but, it was interesting. Okay, wait. I have so many questions <laughs> Yes, already. go where did you grow up? Connecticut. Okay. And then, okay. And when your mom told, okay, okay. Just continue. Just continue. Mm-hmm. And okay. then I'll, and then I'll, I don't know. I um, may or may not interrupt. So I didn't know. I kind of didn't really care. Um, I'd had a bunch of fake dads, you know, like stepdads, whatever. And, um, none of them were great role models. So I also was like, what do I need another dad for? Like, this is sort of unnecessary. Mm-hmm. I can take care of myself. It's my mom. Like, we're good. And did your mom have partners at the time she conceived you? Or was she, she... she was married. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, and they had trouble conceiving. So okay. they went um, to the clinic for me and my sister. Mm-hmm. Um, How close are you guys in age? Three years and 10 months. Okay. And my brother is almost 10 years younger than me. Oh, all right. Yeah. So Um, but he knows his biological father. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm trying to think of the best way to, (laughs) to lay everything out because it's so like confusing. Yeah, no, it's okay. (laughs) Um, they're all a little like, yeah, it's all over the place. So like my sister and I never really, we were never on like a hunt for Mm -hmm. our dads. Mm -hmm. Um, and I look very much like my mom. So I couldn't just like open a yearbook from like a certain day, you know, and like look through and go. Oh, that kind of looks like me. Like, I had no hope. I was just like, I look like my mom. And what information did your mom have? (laughs) She said he was a 21-year-old medical student at NYU in early 1978. Okay, so she had just... um, Then that's the information she had, like, chosen. That's all they gave her. They said, we will find someone who looks like your husband. Aha, okay. Who was Uh an Italian, dark hair, dark-eyed, not... Very tall, you know, uh-huh. like olive skin. Uh-huh. Um, handsome. Sounds like he's very sure, handsome. Sure, super, right? You know? <laughs> um, so they're like, we'll find somebody who looks like your husband. She's like, great, cool, sign me up. Um, and I think it, she told me one day that it cost like 60 or $80 every time you went. And I was like, oh my God, I know how much I cost. That's bananas. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's pretty cheap, like, considering, like, what everyone goes through now. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't know. I've recently spoken to her a little bit about it, um, and she said it was not, like, a sperm bank. Uh-huh. The donor came in at the same time she was there. Oh. And was, like, in the next room. Well, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> So it was just like, what? Okay. Um, so yeah, not what I was thinking when I was growing up. Like she told mm-hmm, me this recently mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, I thought that I didn't realize he was like right there. She's like, no, I could like hear the next route, like the door opening and like the nurse going in and coming Please. and back. And I was oh like, my God. Oh my God, like, how yeah. did you not like pop your head out the yeah. door? Like, <laughs> like I'm too nosy. I never would have been able to like just sit was there. Was her husband with her? I don't know, but I don't think so. Probably not. I mean, this was all just so, so taboo. Like, yeah, she, still, yeah. she still has a hard time talking about it. Like, I don't want to say, like, her name. I right. don't want to oh, no, say, no. like, the family's name or anybody else's name fine, because I just, it's super personal to her. And I grew up with this, like, shroud of secrecy mm-hmm. around so much mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that now, as an adult, I've turned into, like, here's all my shit. Right. I don't care. Like. I am open. <laughs> Look, my dad, when he was, uh, he's been 
he's been really wants to be supportive of this podcast, but is struggling for obvious reasons. Right. And at one point he was like, I know it's a thing to tell everybody everything now. <laughs> and I was like, oh yeah, it kind of is. Yeah, That's we tell everybody everything. Yeah. And like, as with my profession, like my clients, we tell each other a lot. It's very similar to like hairdressing mm-hmm. where you just are like sort of somebody's therapist. And Yeah, well you're like you know. also, cause you're working with bodies. Mm-hmm. It's just like intimate by right. default. You're already in a very like vulnerable position. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, you just kind of talk about everything. So over time, like my clients have, they know about it. I haven't been like shy about anything. I just don't really bring it up with my mom. Not so much, I mean, admittedly less because I don't want to bother her and more because I just don't want an argument, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like sometimes my mom needs to get like bothered a little bit by things, <laughs> but this is more like protecting myself at this point. Like this conversation isn't going to yield anything. We'll just argue and it'll be stupid. So why bother? Right. Um, so yes, shroud of secrecy, uh, started asking people that I was dating where their fathers went to school. Um, but I never had this like need to find him. Uh-huh. I never was like, oh, there's something missing from my life. And like all of these other things that you hear about people. And I was just like, no, I'm cool. Like mm-hmm. I have things mm-hmm. to do. I'm good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all I wanted was, cause we, my mom's side of the family is, um, Italian and Irish and Bohemian from what we knew. So I had done like some research into our ancestry and like, I'd always been really fascinated by it and where everybody came from and where they lived. And it was just uh, so frustrating that I only had half of the story with me. Right. So it wasn't like a relationship piece that was missing. It was like a right. heri- it was like a heritage history piece that was missing. Yeah, for you. I just wanted to know my background. I was like, well, I'm these nationalities that I know of. Uh, I don't know yeah. the other half of it. Yeah. So, um, and I wanted to know as I got older, I wanted like medical history because I'd had like a few weird things happen medically that people were like, oh, well, that didn't happen in our family. Mm. We don't know. So it was just Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. just practical, like (laughs) logical reasons to want to know your entire makeup. Mm -hmm. Um, So life kind of just went on, Um, didn't really think about it much. And then I had done research with Ancestry dot com to Mm -hmm. look for census records and anything find like I was living in New York City at the time so I was looking for where my ancestors came and where they lived and where they were and I was like oh wow I walk by that street all the time that's crazy like so stuff like that um and then they came out with the DNA test and I was like oh awesome I talked to my sister I was like listen this is the easiest way for us to figure out where we're from and what our dads are like because we can take the test and then whatever we don't have in common is our dads. <laughs> that's brilliant. I was like, let's just do this. And then we don't oh have God, to worry about it. finding anything. We don't have to ask anybody yeah. anything. So, so Ancestry used to just do heritage? I had been on there for just like family tree census, okay. cen- like the census stuff and like records. And I hadn't done the DNA test. Okay. Um, this was, I mean, I think I've been on there since 2008. 2006. Okay. Like, I, it was a long time ago. You're like an original. <laughs> yes, I was like, what is this nerd thing? Get me, let me yeah. sign up for it really quickly. Um, so we got the tests, we did them, they came back. <laughs> and of course, because my, la- my life is always ridiculous, uh-huh. we have a whole bunch of stuff in common. Yeah. And then she's got all of the same things that I have. 
and extra. Uh-huh. And I have nothing that differs from her. <laughs> Wait, <Nothing>. what? <laughs> so it would be like you have, she had like, you know, A through E and mm-hmm. I would have like A through C, but I wouldn't have like the, the rest. Anything, anything else. else. She had, we had, all, it was like my mom, I used to tease my mom that she cloned herself to have mm-hmm. me because mm-hmm. we were so similar. Mm-hmm. And I was like, great, this just bolsters my theory. Right, that she like, I'm just her and that's it. Fine. Right. Um, so we laughed about that. Whatever. Right. We, we find out like this total, you know, unexpected thing that my sister's like 30% European Jew uh-huh. and no one in the family that we know is uh-huh. Jewish uh-huh. at uh-huh. all. And she's like got blonde curly hair and blue eyes and the rest of us are like dark, dark. Right, right, right. So she grew up thinking for sure she was adopted. She's like, please just tell me, tell me. And I was so like, wait, so wait, when did she find out? I had to take her out. We recently talked about it. Um, I had to take her out. She's like, you took me out one night and we went to Friendly's and we had like ice cream and we talked about it and you explained everything. Whoa. How old were (laughs) you guys? Um, I was in high school. So I think it was probably like, I was probably a senior and she was probably like just about to come into high school. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Because I just couldn't take it anymore. Yeah. She'd be like, "Can you please tell me if I'm adopted? Just tell me." And I'm oh. like, "Talk to your mother." Like, yeah. what am I supposed to do? <laughs> I'm a kid too, man. Oh my god. Too much information. Totally. Um, so, yeah, they. Uh, that was the original um, DNA stuff with ancestry. Didn't really hear much else going on. I heard a lot of stuff from 23andMe occasionally, but I hadn't done that one. I also Mm -hmm. did National Geographic um, just because, again, I'm a nerd, and I was like, let me see about the Neanderthal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So flash forward, um, we had done my husband's DNA also, and his test, my test, and my sister's test were all on my account. Uh-huh. So any messages that were coming in could be for any three of us about tests. Right. So you, they were, your husband. Or my sister. And your sister. Okay. So very often they were coming in and it was just asking about my husband's family tree. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't type. I don't know. Blah, blah, blah. Contact his mom, whatever. So I, like, I've just been very lackadaisical with checking Ancestry because there's other things going on in my life. I've had like two major moves. I've had a child. Like all of this stuff has happened since the original test. Yeah. And occasionally they update um, DNA. So I would find out a little bit more and I'd see like, oh, what is this like French Canadian thing? Right. What? No, but oh no. Like right. this is, that's <laughs> definitely different. So they little things, hints yeah, here like- and there, but nothing solid. Um, so finally one day, I don't know what happened. I like just randomly had some free time, which is mm-hmm. odd. Super rare. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I went through the messages on there and I was like, wait, some of these are for my sister. Oh, wait, this one is for me. Oh. And this woman and her daughter were telling me that I came back as a very close relation to them, uh-huh. like um, first or second cousins. Uh-huh. And the woman who wrote me, it was her husband who was the match, and then their children. So I'm like, who are these? What's mm-hmm, going on? Mm-hmm. And I just wasn't in that mindset. So I was just kind of like, I'm going to just take a minute and like, I'll kind of internet stalk them a little on Ancestry mm-hmm, and see mm-hmm, if like totally. they're real people because I don't trust anyone. Yeah, no. I... Um, and at the same time, my sister had gotten a message from people saying, hey, we're related to you somehow. So at the exact same moment in our lives, right. So when we started talking to my mom a little bit about it, she was like, why are people immediately asking? No, I don't trust it. The both of you at the same time. I'm like, I know it's weird, but, and she's basically said, 
I don't really want to have anything to do with mm -hmm. it, mm -hmm. which is a super bummer. But um, I'll get to that. So we start corresponding with these people that say they're our family. And the woman who would be my aunt by marriage, mm -hmm. she wrote me back and she said, because I was like, yeah, you know, this and this. I didn't give any details because, again, I don't trust anyone. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, what are, that's weird. Mm -hmm. What do you, <laughs> what like do you I don't day. know my dad's side. So she said, you know, I, I'm sure the first thing you're wondering is why I'm reaching out and why he isn't. He oh. passed away 30 years ago. Oh. Um, but we knew that he had chosen to be a sperm donor. Oh. And a lot of us are really excited to oh. find you and to hear about your life. <laughs> oh. So I've had... So that's unexpected. Completely. How did that feel? I don't... At the time, I didn't really, like, process. I was just... I have a tendency to go, like, logical mm -hmm. and just mm -hmm. take the information and put it in little compartments and I'll deal with it at another time. Um... So I, I kind of focused on the science of it, and I, I went into seeing how many centimorgans meant what relation and did all of that research to make sure that this was the right connection and yeah. these were the right people and it wasn't something weird because I can't go and talk to my mom about it until I have, like, all of my ammunition. Just stay on the data. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, it, I mean, everything lined up, and it wasn't just, like, one person mm -hmm. whose DNA came back. It was this man who was my uncle and his like five kids and oh. like their cousins and second and third and fourth cousins they've like all taken the tests wow they're just like a really <laughs> so it was instantly happy family <laughs> yes and it was instantly like i suddenly had all of these connections to people and it blew my mind and do you think that they did they all take it because they were all all with the same goal? No, or I think just they just. Like, I, I mean, I don't know for whatever, sure, but like, I'm guessing they haven't all contacted me. Okay. Um, and my aunt has said that some people are kind of like we want to just take a backseat to this, and mm -hmm. we're not sure how we feel, mm -hmm. and other people are really interested, and you know, whatever. Um, and she said, you know, my husband wasn't really sure at first. And he was like, I don't know why we need to get involved in this. And now he's more, well, maybe if we're in the same place, we should, like, see if we can get coffee sometime. Right. Okay. So she was okay. basically like, you know, baby steps, whatever. He's warming up. Yeah. Right. And they told, she told me stuff about my biological father that just, like, floored me. Mm -hmm. um, like I said, my mom. And this mom, was her brother-in-law. Yeah. Okay. Um, she said that he was an actor and a singer mm -hmm. and they were in the Midwest. They grew up in the Midwest, but he moved to New York and he was an actor and a singer and he toured the U S with different shows. Okay. And this like was when he was in between med school classes, uh, I'm putting there. med school in quotes because <laughs> <laughs> well, this, <laughs> this goes back and like, then I talked to my mom about all of these things right. this person told me and she's like, oh, but, but, but that's, that can't be true because that's not what the doctor told me. Yeah. Oh, and I was like, gosh. okay, listen, it was the seventies. The doctors were not thinking that in a few decades right. you'd be able to spit in a tube 
right. and send it to the computer and get back like <laughs> no one was thinking that no they were doing whatever they wanted yeah so she was like but they said he had you know he looked like this and he went to med school and i was like well this guy from what i've heard yeah. uh was tall and thin and had red hair <laughs> Oh, that would and make... she's like, no, no, that can't be it. I'm like, what? That would make me so angry. Is she angry? I think she's angry, but also I think she has the same reaction that she's had any time that this comes uh -huh. up. It's that we're just hers. Right, right. We, she, mm -hmm. She's had us just hers for so long that I think she is worried about maybe sharing uh -huh. or us being taken away or something. I think that that comes up a lot for the parents. Yeah. Um, but it's not that, I mean, I, I just really wish she could get past the, the herness of it <laughs> and realize that this is something that I find just incredible. Like the way that it happened is mm -hmm. incredible. Mm -hmm. Um, but also like I'm having emotions about myself that I wasn't expecting. Uh -huh. Like I heard you know, that he was a singer and an actor and, and this and that. And I, when my aunt wrote me and, and told me all this stuff, she said, I had to laugh when you said that you were in the arts because yeah. he was too. Yeah. And my mom all the time growing up was like, I don't know where you got that from. Uh -huh. I'm like, yes, you do. <laughs> but okay. <laughs> you literally know like, where that came from. Right. <laughs> or she'd be like, you didn't get it from me. I'm like, uh -huh. well, uh -huh. um, I mean, and there are a few people on her side of the family who draw a little bit or like play a little guitar, but I went like headlong yeah. into music and yeah. art when I was a kid and theater and all of this stuff. And I always, now that all of this has like come out and I've kind of processed it a bit, um, cause this all happened this year. I got right. these messages in from, 2019. Yes. February. I okay. think February, March was oh when we God. first started talking about it. All and right. it's July now. So yeah. So fresh. <laughs> there has not been a ton of communication back and forth. Um, and I am having a little anxiety about that uh -huh. because I'm like, maybe they don't want to talk to me anymore. Maybe, but they had, I had literally wrote them. I know that I'm not a priority. It's okay. Like I'm interested in pursuing this. I'm interested in staying in touch. Like, let me know what's going on. If you find more pictures of him, you know, let yeah. me see and this and that. Um, and actually one of the pictures that she sent was of my dad and his two younger brothers when they were kids. Uh -huh. And there's my dad with his red hair <gasps> and his two younger brothers with like white blonde hair. And my son has like white, white blonde, blonde hair. hair. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and I do not have no, white blonde I, hair. I have seen, I mean, I've seen your son and it yeah. is. Um, and like his dad has blonde hair, but it's yeah. even my mother-in-law is like, it was not that color blonde. Mm -hmm, he had like mm -hmm. golden blonde when mm -hmm. he was little. So there's all those interesting little yeah. things that like pop up. And I, when I was pregnant before this even happened, before the whole dad stuff came up, I was like, oh, maybe he'll be a redhead. Uh-huh. Maybe like I, since I was a little kid, I've been obsessed with red hair for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe a reason now. Or a reason. But yeah. no one in my family. There were like, there's a group try. of yeah. like cousins who all have red hair, but that's it. Yeah. Um, and I remember telling my mom and my friends like, no, I have the wrong hair color. 
It should have been red. I like snuck behind her back and dyed it red when I was really little. Uh-huh. Um, it's How'd like kind of reddish now. Like <laughs> it's it a little bit reddish now. Yeah. <laughs> like it usually comes back to being some form of red, like over my lifetime. Huh. Um, and that, I mean, I I probably sounded like a crazy person writing this new family back, but like, oh my god, red hair! I have just been you like, don't even know. you don't know every hair. doll yeah. that I got, every like, I mean. If there were two guys in a room and they were the exact same and one of them had red hair, I was like, well, the red-haired one's hotter. Yeah. Like, like everything. Always, everything going towards red. Constantly. Huh. Um, so that was definitely weird. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh-huh. Um, and then I figured, why not, since he had been, since my dad was in uh, the theater and in New York, it's like, hmm, I know a pretty rad group of ladies on the internet who has a lot of like entertainment connections. Yeah. Let me see if <gasps> anyone from my mom group can put me in touch with anyone who might know him. Oh my gosh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So somebody wrote me back and she said, oh, I know so-and-so who was in the original cast of da-da-da. Uh-huh. I think he might know somebody. Let me find out. That is so <laughs> wildly random. I know. But, but I was not? Because like, yeah. you, you perfectly... Like, I can track the whole thing. It's not yeah. random, but... It makes sense. And I waited. I was like, the moms will know. I yeah. just need to wait until I'm ready to, like, have contact right. with this person. So somebody wrote me back. They're like, okay, uh, my friend actually knows somebody who was in that specific show with your dad. Here's her number. She's that expecting to hear from you. Unbelievable. Yeah. And then I sat on that for a while uh-huh. because I just, like... I mean, aside from all of this, like, we moved to L.A., 18 months ago. Yeah, I remember. Um, so this happened like a year after we moved here. Mm-hmm. I've been having like super anxiety issues. Mm-hmm. I've been having my own shit going on. Like I can't, my sister and I talk about it a lot where we kind of like obsess about looking for dad stuff for a day or two mm-hmm. and then we fucking leave it for like two weeks. We just ha- can't. Yeah, no, I like, feel like hands that, off. I feel like that all the time. And I said this in another pod- podcast episode, but like I don't have time. Mm-hmm. Because it's kind of all-consuming. Yeah. And I don't. It, and if I had an hour in my day, <laughs> there's other things I would do. Like yeah. Like not there's even just twelve other things. Right. I would like, do. <laughs> <laughs> like there's practical things like yeah. laundry, but also it's like, oh gosh, I have an hour to get to know somebody. Why don't I call my best friend who lives in San Francisco? <laughs> right. Like, that would be somebody why don't I, I might call spend. my mom. That's right. the other thing. I'll totally. video chat with my mom for yeah, like. Why don't we have like an intimate talk instead of somebody? <sighs> this group of people that I don't know at all and it's I'm so not hard. sure what, I mean I know I know what our biological connection is but I'm not sure what else well that was the other thing like to do I don't even know if I mentioned this but like I tattoo for a living and I'm very heavily tattooed mm-hmm. and I'm kind of very vocal about my political opinions yeah. and this is a group of people I don't know that are in the Midwest I have mm-hmm. no idea what they're like and I was like oh they might hate me yeah. <laughs> they might be like this girl is oh, weird I'm pretty <laughs> sure I'm being like prayed about a lot. Oh. like prayed about prayed for <laughs> like there's definitely oh god like a, a group of people that are trying to save me from oh. afar for oh, sure no. I think I think I'm okay um, with that side of the family I think I'm all right I mean if I can like grow up in an Italian, Irish, Roman Catholic, Republican, mm-hmm. New England mm-hmm. family, <laughs> and they still all hang yeah. out with me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, none of them have said anything. I just It's just all from internet stalking. I'm like, oh. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so yeah, I sat on getting in touch with this person and I finally texted her. We set up a time to call and that like came and went and we had a little miscommunication. And I felt like, I feel like I'm dating through this whole thing, <laughs> which I was never good at, ever. Like I'm married because of okay fucking Cupid. Like I just would, n- I'm terrible at it. I would rather work than go out on a date. So I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think if I know anybody that's like, I was good at dating. Like I loved it. Sign me up. I guess, if there's right? one thing I miss, it's being in the dating world. In the 21st century. That whole like, oh, I sent a message and I haven't yeah, heard anything no, I back. Wait, what do I do? I how long do I wait? I That's how I feel yeah. with this. Mm-hmm. Um, so I messaged her. I was like, I know it's kind of like hard because you're in New York and I'm here and, you know, my schedule is not really a schedule and crazy. Um, if email is better than trying to set up a phone call, let me know. And she like immediately called me. Mm. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, hi. She's like, I'm sorry, we must have gotten things mixed up. You know, I thought you were going to call me when it was a good time. And I was like, no, I thought you were going to, like, let me know. So it was totally innocent and, like, no one was doing anything weird. Uh-huh. And I didn't need to get concerned like I do about everything. So we talked briefly. She said she had a class to go to, but she was sitting having coffee in New York. Mm-hmm. And she gave me a call for a few minutes. And a bunch of us, before this phone call, had had suspicions about why my father passed away Mm -hmm. um he was in the arts he was in new york city he was dancing and singing in the theater he was 32 when he died Mm. in 1988 Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so we had some suspicions yeah i'm with you um so she you know we started talking and she was she said that she was his partner in the show they were in. Not only did she know him. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she was in La Caja Fall okay. with him. That was awesome. the touring US company. Amazing. <laughs> and she was like, he was so handsome mm-hmm. and so tall and, you know, red hair. And she's like, I have red hair too, but his was like a little lighter than mine. <laughs> and, you know, whenever we would come up, like, um, the director would always say something really nice about the way we looked. And, like, she just yeah. spoke so warmly of him mm-hmm. and saying that he, um, both she and my aunt had said that he was very quick-witted and really funny and a big personality, um, you know. And I won't go into details because I don't want to, like, blow up anybody's spot if they don't want to be talking, you know, don't want this stuff public um but she she said that you know the first time that he met her he was way more grandiose about it than like normal people Uh were and uh like just a little extra Uh (laughs) and we're like talking back and forth and then she goes you know what you sound like him oh and I was like what are you talking about because I sound just like my mom right (laughs) and she goes no the way that you talk she said the brightness and the vibrancy in your voice sound just like him and we had been like two to three minutes into the conversation. Yeah. How did that feel? Weird. Mm-hmm. Like, it's kind of like the same thing, finding out that he was in the arts and finding out that he was in theater and that he sang and was a dancer and all of these things. I did all of those things growing up. I still like do all of those things, just not quite as like publicly. Uh-huh. Um, and... I always felt when I was a kid, because I didn't grow up with anyone else in the theater in the family. Nobody else, like we'd sing around the house, but it wasn't like no one was picking up a guitar and singing. Right. Um, And that's what I was doing. 
I was playing my guitar that I begged my parents to let me buy mm -hmm. for like eight hours a day on winter break until literally my fingers bled, like teaching uh -huh. myself stuff. Yeah. Um, and recorded demos and all that stuff, did theater, whatever. But I always felt like I had to be perfect mm. because it was like I didn't have a right to it. Oh. I didn't come by it honestly. So cool. I had to be extra. And I didn't like, I didn't know that then. This is right. me saying right. this in like the last six over, months. Right, like looking back it. over your experience. Um, so it's like, now I feel like, oh, I'm allowed to do this. Like, it's okay hmm. that I can't. So I found myself like. Some kind of gateway to permission. Yeah, like yeah. I found myself singing a little louder in the car and not like <laughs> worrying about it so much. And, you know, just. It's been like a weird freeing thing that I was not expecting at all. Yeah. Because remember, I didn't give a shit. Right. I was like, I don't care who this dude was. Yeah. Thanks for the sperm. Bye. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. So it's just been this like whole, oh, okay. And like finding out that he was like silly and like right. would joke around and make like a big display of things. And, you know, like I'm always the one that's like, making jokes and mm -hmm. trying to make everybody mm -hmm. feel better and so it's just it's been really interesting so you weren't missing any pieces but it's like pieces fell into place yeah these things happened that's so crazy i'm just checking the battery power we're good that's okay. fine. and because you know i live in la now i got a therapist last year um because <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what, what i've heard you do for. that's what we're here for. you get a vape pen and a yeah. therapist mm -hmm. and you're good what about sage? Uh, oh, yeah, I have that in house all the and time. And then how about some smoothies? Okay. <laughs> yeah, all of those How's your things. kale intake? <laughs> well, I lived in Brooklyn, no, so, okay, I mean, okay, that was okay, fine okay. before fair, fair, I moved fair, fair. here. <laughs> you already met your quota. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> what was I saying? Oh, uh, therapist. You're a therapist, yeah. <laughs> um, I've talked to my therapist about this a lot, obviously, mm -hmm. and she's like, you know, it's really remarkable how much nature versus nurture will come in, and I just think so many people are wrong when yeah. they're saying there's not that much nature. Right. And I'm like, okay, well, you explain to me, like, why I like these things and why, you know, yeah. I'm obsessed with red hair for no, no reason, reason. <laughs> no my own I had a therapist that used to just he just was fascinated at studying like twin studies and mm -hmm. identical twins split at birth and then who grow up to have yeah. the same careers or the same interests and he was just very very pro nature mm -hmm. it's unreal um, that, he used to really it's, it's same thing. fascinating um so I um I continued talking to her for a couple more minutes and um, she did say, she said, well, he was gay mm -hmm. and he did die of AIDS. Mm -hmm. And I felt like a whole bunch of things at the same time, like, yeah. aha, you know, like, okay, that's what I was suspecting. Um, God, that's so sad. Oh man, I'll never meet him. And like, just mm -hmm. all of these things mm -hmm. all at once that I had just shelved. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So there's all this stuff now coming up where it's like, I'll see somebody walk by and I'm like, I wonder if that's what my dad walked like. Or like huh. somebody will just like catch my eye. I'm like, that kind of looked like him from the side. Like maybe, maybe that's how he moved. Huh. And I won't, it's not like I go out into the world and I sit down with all that free time I have right. and go, let <laughs> me just people watch and see. It's just like, I'll be shopping at Target with my kid. And right. I'm like, oh, that you. guy mm -hmm. kind of 
felt like my dad feels at this idea of him that I have in my right. head. Yeah. Um, well, there's something even about the way you described him that made me feel like, like, oh, I want to meet this guy. Oh my and, God. You know, I mean, I don't know. Like, the, just the little information. I'm yeah. like, I want to go hang out with my dad. Yeah. I feel like he would have been a good fucking time. Yeah, he sounds great. <laughs> I was watching, like, a Studio 54 documentary. I'm like, is he in the background yeah, there like, somewhere? Yeah, let's like, see if we can find him. <laughs> it just seems like, and he, he, what they've described him being as seems a lot like um, people that I enjoy spending time uh -huh. with. Uh-huh, yeah. Which is another weird thing, right? Because I like I've had a number of gay friends and have spent a lot of time like at gay bars or hanging out with the drag queens, and it's like, ah, oh, I love it so much, and it makes me feel good, and this is a nice warm space, and I feel comfortable here. Oh, weird, my dad. Yeah. Weird, man. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a lot more, like growing up, I'd always classified myself as straight. Mm -hmm. But girls are hot. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I've made out with girls. Uh-huh. But I wouldn't date one. Uh -huh. So I guess I'm straight. Right. Because, sure. I mean, I'm 40. So when I grew up, gay straight was a thing. Yeah. Um, that was still, gay was still frowned upon where I grew up. But it was still a thing that existed. You know, like, you could be either. And then in high school, people Just started. Right, right. And then in high school, people started saying, oh, well, I'm bi. Uh -huh. And I was like, hold the fucking phone what <laughs> so that whole thing happened but it seemed still like there are just these categories you can't feel like you're in the middle somewhere because I grew up as a tomboy mm -hmm. and I grew up you know I started a business when I was really young and I would get called oh you're too aggressive mm -hmm. I'm mm -hmm. like if I had a dick you would never use that word right. to describe how right. I'm conducting business so now there's like all these new emotions attached to that where I feel like it's okay for me to feel like not straight, right? but like not have to put a label on it. Yeah. And then I see all the kids now that are just so fucking fluid and it so makes me so fluid. happy. Yep. I'm like, yes, wear that fucking eyeliner. I don't care what is in your pants. It looks like, it looks great. Just yep. fucking do it. Yep. Um, I want that. Like I go out with my son and he is like, I want these mm -hmm. rainbow glittered like rain boots. I'm like, get them. Mm -hmm. Cool. If that's mm -hmm. the one, there's also dinosaurs and there's also fire trucks and there's also these plain blue ones, mm -hmm. whichever one you want. Yep. No, I want the rainbow. All right, cool. We're getting them. Let's go. Yeah. Like, I just love that whole feeling of not thinking certain things are only for you because of your genitalia. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like my family was like, you can do this because you're a girl. You can't go skateboard. You can't go play hockey, mm -hmm. even though you want to do those things. Mm -hmm. And then in the same breath, it was, you can be anything you want to be right. when you grow up. <laughs> you can be president if you want. Right. And I was like, but I can't skateboard. Right. Just you can't be a skateboarding president. Wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> We've never had a president before who skateboarded. No, impossible. So there was a lot of that, like, I just don't know where to put myself. Yeah. I feel like I'm not this damsel in distress. I feel like I save plenty of people yeah. on the regs. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah, not yeah, yeah. that person. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I haven't, I haven't heard a ton back. Um, I have exactly four pictures of him that my aunt sent. And then I did a whole bunch of, like, crazy internet sleuthing on the show that he was in. I finally found a recording of one of the shows. Whoa. <laughs> I mean, it's been hours of me like, bumps. yeah, there's been like hours of like 
Google searches of, let me just take this keyword out and mm-hmm, put a different one mm-hmm. in. And, the, and his name is the same as an author that's out there. So trying oh, to get through the searches so is to, just like, maddening. Tooth comb. Back. Yes. Wow. Um, what did, and what's going on with your sister? Oh my poor I mean, sister. she has her own story. Oh, she does. But, I mean, you should probably talk to her. But she's if I can ever get her out her here, you should talk okay. to her. <laughs> but she has found three half siblings. Okay. I've found no half siblings. So I don't know if that was the only time uh-huh. he like right. donated or the only child that happened from it, but I have seen nothing else. Uh-huh. I'm sorry. And did his so did his family know that he died of AIDS? My aunt said that he did tell some of the family that he wanted to be a donor. Okay. So some of them knew, and it was a thing that the family knew. Okay. And when I first corresponded back after she told me about him, I kind of like sort of apologized <laughs> to just be like, I didn't want to come out and say anything because I grew up with it being such a secret Right. that if it was a secret for you guys, I didn't want to like mess that up for anyone. I didn't want to ruin anyone's relationship or idea of their, you know, whoever, right. um, because you didn't know that he decided to do this. Right. Um, and so I, I was very like, just played everything really close to the chest and almost like, Oh, what do you mean? Like yeah. kind of a little dumb because I just yeah. didn't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Um, and then what about him dying? Did they know? She has not told me okay. why. I didn't know. Yeah. I but I haven't. And you said a few of us suspected. Yeah. Well, I mean so, like I didn't know my husband, meant. like people that mm-hmm. I've talked mm-hmm. to about mm-hmm. it just because the timeline, Yeah. Oh no. I you get, know? I mean, and I, I was like, Oh man. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he was, in a show touring like less than a year mm-hmm. before he passed away. So whatever it was, I, I don't have details about mm-hmm. it. I'm mm-hmm. just speculating, right. but you know, whatever it was, it happened quickly. Yeah. Um, so I have a few pictures of him and my aunt sent me a picture and she's like, this is a picture of him from one of our ski trips wearing his favorite coat that uh-huh. he named a specific name that I'm not going to say because I don't want to just in yeah. case, but it's like this amazing picture uh-huh. of this very tall, handsome redheaded uh-huh. man with a beard wearing a giant fur coat, oh my God. like holding a drink. Uh-huh. And I'm just uh-huh. like, yeah, that's your people. <laughs> that's... Oh my, that is your people so much. Oh yeah. My God, it's really, I love really, that. it's just amazing. So I've like taken the photo collage like mm-hmm. apps and put like his pictures and my mom's and mine in the middle and just, cause I'll show people pictures of him and they go, oh my God, you have his smile. You yeah. have the shape of yeah. his face. And it's stuff that I don't see readily uh-huh. Uh-huh. because I'm so used to just seeing my mom's face on me. Right. Um, so it's been this like, just, I don't know, this like crazy thing where now maybe all of this time I've lived in my mom's shadow and just kind of thought that I was this. And now right. I'm like, Oh no, right. I'm, I'm my own person. Like, right. I'm, I'm 40 and I figured that out. Right. I'm my own person. <laughs> Your therapist must be so proud. Oh my God. She's amazing. Uh, <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. So it's obviously not a finished story. No, no, um, no. I mean, nobody's, that's not true. I want to say nobody's is, but mm-hmm. No, the, I mean, my, more loose ends than others. a lot of the, some of the people that my sister was in touch with, um, I'm not going to go into hers too much, but she had, 
not the greatest experience with some of them because mm -hmm. they reached out saying, oh, we're related. Let's find out how. Maybe you're related through this avenue. Mm -hmm. And when she presented information that they didn't like, they said, yeah. never contact us yeah. again. I don't know what's wrong with you, why you would say these, th like yep. extremely mm -hmm. rude, horrible things uh -huh. that dredge yeah. up all of those, like, I want to protect my sister. I'm yeah, going to go totally. tell these people what for. Mama bear Arr. comes out. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. Um, no, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of morality morality and judgment that comes mm -hmm. out and it doesn't and it there seems to be the only person that people can like project it at is the per the <laughs> the, the the you like it's the, the other yeah, yeah it's, it's this person it's, right. and, and no yeah and it's really not fair well she was so upset about it and i like read she screenshotted the mm -hmm. the um correspondence and i was like you know what this sounds like exactly what mom would say to someone if they sent this to her. Uh -huh. That like older white lady uh -huh. <laughs> like, entitled kind of like, how dare you? Yeah. <laughs> my parents, you know, my dad, my dad did, Am uh, my dad did Amazon. No, my dad did Ancestry. <laughs> um, my dad did Ancestry on his own like a long time ago or a few years ago. And he said that people contact him all the time Mm -hmm. and he gets messages and that him and my mom are like, Oh no, don't look at the, like, don't, those are, and he did it for heritage stuff, but he's like, Oh no. I mean, you just never know who's out. You just don't know who to it's, trust. And it's true, but <laughs> you're in control of what information you right. give them. <laughs> like, and so now I'm like, maybe we should take a look at that and yeah. see what's going on. Or he's like, well, it's just, just seems like they're, they're very distant, distant relatives. I don't know. Just, I don't contact Yeah, them. like the seventh, eighth, like whatever distant stuff that was coming up, I was like, eh, rah, 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 mm -hmm. rah, that's not going to help me. But th this is like the uncle that came up as a close relative has a higher sense of Morgan count in common with me than my sister and my mother's brother. Right. So I'm like, ugh, well, <laughs> we're all clearly in the same category yeah. here. Yeah, and I don't know how that works. I should go, I mean, I should just ask my dad if he'll let me take a look but it's it's just I mean I, I it's so confusing for everybody mm -hmm. and it's it's so I feel like generationally it's so much harder too because we're on this like we grew up without all of this tech and we figured it out and we kind of have that idea of like rolling with things yeah. changing yeah. And it's just so much harder so much for harder. the generation before yep. us. Totally. Yep. Mom's like, I, you can't, she, she won't buy stuff online. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like she won't use Etsy because she's afraid that like something's going to get stolen. And I'm like, all right, just give me your address. What do you, <laughs> I'll send it to you. You know, like <laughs> whatever you want, mommy. It's fine. Yeah. I always wonder what it will be for us in 30 years that we just are terrified by robots our kids are, our kids are like it's fine it's AI. my robot friend or That's whatever what they're like Ooh. oh i'm freaked out all the time and my phone knows where the fuck i am right. every moment it's fine i give a blood sample everywhere i go oh, or whatever, whatever right. it will be yeah. in 30 years that we're just like they always retinal no. scan you it's right cool. like, no 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 <laughs> yeah yeah i know yeah. it's weird I, yeah uh. do you feel like you if somebody were in the same shoes as you now and mm -hmm. came to you and said like this is the stuff I just found out do you feel like you have advice yes um don't overthink it uh -huh. relax go on with your life as usual um understand that it's going to take a while 
you know, like you might drop off for a little while. Like these people in my like new family, that whole side of the family, I haven't heard from them in a few months. I also have not gotten back with the woman who was in the show with my dad Mm -hmm. in like a month or so. Mm -hmm. Not because I don't think about her every day, but because I just don't. It's hard. (laughs) So there's lots of stuff going on. And just I was listening to the episode you did, one of them, where, you know, it was from the other side where someone is talking about how their family found them and they're pushing to talk to them and pushing to do Uh this. And they're like, I don't even know if I want to talk to you. This is, I didn't have you. Like, you have to look at it from both sides. It's terrifying for everybody in a different way. Yeah. Um, And it causes more emotions than you're expecting to have. It totally does. Because I always try to prepare for the worst and like hope for the best. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I have just blown myself away with the Mm -hmm. stuff that I think about. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, um, take your time. Don't make it a priority. (laughs) Don't like, I don't know, don't be that weirdo that's going to text a hundred times because they didn't answer you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Give them some space, (laughs) man. Like, yeah. Yep. Yep. I'm taking a really long time to get in touch, to to keep, keep in touch or get in touch with these people. And, and, um, yeah. And so then I'll read about people that are like, I've emailed them a hundred times. Yeah. Just copying what you just said a hundred times, but and I, and no one has done that to me, but I'm just like, oh, like I, I promise I'm not ignoring. I don't know how they're feeling. If they're like, she right. won't get in touch with us. She won't respond. And I don't, no, I just, I just don't keep, know how yet. I, that's what I keep doing. I Cause I want to like message this woman in New York back and we had gone out East and I was like, oh, maybe I can like meet up with you. Mm-hmm. And she happened to text me, Hey, when are you coming to New York? And I was like, that's really weird. I'm in the airport right now on my way there. And I was like, let me text you in a few days. And then my husband got an ear infection and we had to go to urgent care and things were just bananas. And then I got back and I just started feeling worse and worse uh-huh. about it. Uh-huh. And then I just uh-huh. haven't had the, I don't know, backbone to like sit down for a minute and say, I'm sorry, I'm coming back this time. If you want to talk on the phone, give me a call. Like, you know, basically just say I'm a jerk, even though I know that I'm not because it's, it's just hard. Yeah. It's loaded. And it's, that's, I, I really feel like the number one thing to take away from all of it is like, it's not the priority. Yeah. It's not anybody's. Like, you've made it this long without right. this information. You could have had a completely happy, normal life without any of this information. Don't go crazy. <laughs> <laughs> In short, don't go crazy. <laughs> I say it all the time to myself, yeah. don't go crazy. Like but you it's got yourself crazy. a new bumper sticker. Yeah. Don't go crazy, but it's don't crazy. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Even though it's totally crazy. Yeah. It's a mind fuck, but yeah. just stay focused. Mm-hmm. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. And I do plan on meeting up with her at some point again yeah. in New York. So okay. maybe we can talk again as yeah. an update. Oh, maybe I can get her on here. Ooh, oh, my gosh. get everybody. That'd be amazing. Maybe someday I'll go visit my cousins in the Midwest. Yeah. I would do that. I'd, I'd be fine. T- I have a super fantasy of like a major tour. Yeah. Um, and we'll just see. I we'll know. just see. It'll happen kind of, when it's supposed to yeah, happen. Yeah, kind of time and resources I can get together to make that happen. Um, but yeah, not a priority. Right. If I were to really list what's going on in my life right now. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a couple other things. A couple that are other more things. Pressing. One, 
need to have his baby any day now. Um, to, you know, a job. Like, you know, whatever. Okay. You know, normal things. Who will feed the children? Um, all right, I'm going to turn this off. Okay. There are a few times when listening back to Joy talk about her emotional experience that I think are so beautiful. Um, I teared up a little bit when I hear, heard her describing uh, like feeling connected to this man creatively and giving herself permission to sing loudly in the car. And um, I love her sort of articulate and simple description of struggling with nature versus nurture. And um, God, when she talks about watching people walk and, and wondering if he walked like that or looked like that, um, I just think that's so lovely and poignant. And, and I also think it's it's an accurate description of, of the kind of things that happen for NPEs on a day-to-day basis um, and the way that your world shifts just a little bit forever. Um, yeah, so extra extra thanks to Joy. I'm so happy she came over and I can't wait to get together with her soon and, and tell her my ghost stories. <laughs> um, so thank you everyone for all your support over the past 10 episodes. I hope that you're in it here for the long haul. I assume if, you've, if you're here on episode 10 that you're kind of in it to win it with us. Um, we are super excited to keep working on it. Uh, and speaking of support and being in it to win it with us, we at Everything's Relative have a Patreon page. It takes a lot of resources to produce a podcast. Uh, and if you want to support us and become more a part of the Everything's Relative community, get on over there. Uh, subscribe. And go to patreon.com. Find us pretty easily. And I also have posted about it on our Instagram at Everything's Relative and on the Facebook Everything's Relative podcast. Um, so things are going to kind of become increasingly exciting, I think, over here. And the best way to be a part of it and have your finger on the pulse of Everything's Relative is to be a pat- patron on Patreon of Everything's Relative podcast. So you'll get insider information and some VIP invites and some merchandise. Uh, and I think it will be worth it for everyone. And that way I can still keep doing this and keep trying to spread the word and get people to talk about this DNA phenomenon. So come be a part of it check out our patreon become a patron thank you so much if you can't support us that way maybe you can follow us on instagram at everything's relative podcast subscribe on your streaming platform tell all your friends about us give us a good review blah 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 um you guys know the drill it's the stuff i always say at the end of these episodes so we'll see you next time with episode 12 thanks for listening to everything's relative i'm eve sturgis and that's it for this week goodbye Everything's Relative with Eve Sturgis is produced by Kaylin Egan and Eve Sturgis. Eve Sturgis is a licensed marriage and family therapist in the state of California, but the conversations she has on the podcast are not therapy sessions. Logo design by Ivy McNally and music used with permission by Goodbye the Band. 